So guys, and welcome back to the Jared and James channel. I'm Jared Weiss, and if you guys don't know that, must mean that you're not subscribed to the channel. So you know what to do, smash that subscribe button, be sure to leave a like, drop a comment, let me know what you guys think of this video, follow me on every platform on my post regularly everywhere. So for today's, for, for today's podcast, we, we actually have a, a, a very special guest. Like I'm so like, I've actually been following this guy for the past probably seven or eight months and like he's tremendous like in like the whole holistic health world like as well like the whole the whole like truther community so um, um everyone welcome to the podcast chance garden hey what's up everybody thank you for having me on jared i'm excited to meet with you of course same here i'm, I'm, I'm it's definitely my absolute pleasure to have you on <laughs> Why don't you start off by I'm telling the people a little bit like about who you are I and mean, like what you do when it comes to like energy healing, like when it comes like to your podcast, and like when it comes like it's like I'm getting into like this truth stuff. I mean, like we'll take it from there. Very cool. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff to talk about in those realms. First of all, people can follow me at the Interverse Podcast. That would be interversepodcast.com. I'm still hanging in there on YouTube. I think I. <laughs> fly under the radar somehow and yeah, i've got yeah, i've actually been wondering how your podcast stays up i'm on youtube <laughs> for the longest time the trick seems to be if you just don't talk about or you don't call out the current thing the current psyop and then once it goes on a little while uh there's other things that are priority for banning so i don't know but I, I like to use a lot of code words as well right. because it Same. takes some of the it takes some of the like I don't know juju out of particular right. ideas if you make fun of it at the same time as also saying a word that the algorithm isn't going to know so that's helpful but my show we cover off all kinds of things holistic health that is true energy healing is my personal forte something I've been interested in for probably over a decade now at least a decade that's probably accurate so we can talk about my particular preferred methodology in terms of what you might expect on interverse though health related stuff isn't always the thing i'm also very interested in the mental fitness of my audience and myself so i've been on a research journey and a syncretism specialty for quite a while i'm particularly intrigued in the interconnectivity between languages, symbolism, mythology, and how we can get to the roots of where these systems came from that we have made into religions, made into dogmas, made into reasons to have an us versus them mentality. I like to show that all of the spiritual traditions actually are emergent from a common source and what is good, true, or beautiful about them is only in what reflects the actual world, the actual nature that we find ourselves emergent from. So from that regard, we can maybe realize we're way more similar than we are different. And I'm all about highlighting the uniqueness of the individual. I'm, I'm pro-individual, I'm pro-uniqueness, but also <laughs> it's just kind of my tendency that I sort of want us all to get along a little better than we do. And, you know, realistically, maybe not on everything all the time, that's not possible, but I I'm super into spirituality from the DIY level. And by that, I mean, experiential spirituality and not necessarily 
metaphysical ideas that are beyond the scope of knowing. I love talking to people about their subjective experiences, what they think they mean, but I'm reluctant to put myself into any camps of making large claims unless there's uh, evidence behind it. But in terms of my energy work, I am a human tuner. So I use tuning forks to detect stuck energy in people's field. And with that, we're able to return that energy into circulation and also assess what kind of beliefs about themselves they may be holding or unprocessed emotional issues they may have in there. And most importantly, how these things have colored the expectations about life for the person that we're working with so that they can see patterns in their life story that maybe they didn't realize things were connected. Seemingly dis uh, different events in, in their experience that you know, life is happening to me to flip that around to I'm happening to life to see how things have a common theme relating to whatever the most primary bottleneck of energy is for them, usually going back to childhood and by revealing that to them and they can see not just know what kind of trauma they experienced, because most of us know what kind of trauma we've experienced. But it's most important. What I've come to understand is that really processing trauma or healing trauma has to do with figuring out how that stuff has influenced our behavior and our expectations about life, but particularly our behavior. And if we can see things about our personality in a new light, that it's pertaining to conditioning and not just to our innate personality that we were born with in a, or that our spirit is carrying, it gives us a lot more leverage to make a different choice and express a different self. So you know, the higher self. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. All that stuff I'm totally resonant with I'm like fully on board with I'm like, oh it sounds awesome. And like speaking of which one of my favorite things like you actually mentioned back I mean you were on Sam Tripoli's and Tim Foyle Hat podcast and you actually mentioned this this idea of like your outer world like is actually like um, this, like mirror of your um, inner world, um, um, and so so like um, that, that that whole like concept like, like fully clicked um, um, with me, um, um, especially because like, so many times like, in life, like whenever people like go through tough situations, like like a lot of people like um, um, see those situations like as like the world like like being um, like, against them, but like your whole like perspective like actually shifts that, and then like sees like these struggles like is actually lessons and then the, the, like god like in the universe like you're trying to teach you like i'm um, to tell, tell you like step into um, step into like like your own power um, and then like like um, like another jumping off point like that like, i want to add on to that is like that that's actually one of the reasons why this whole like i do like when it comes like to um, um holistic health like um, like um, actually makes like perfect sense to me like um, it's just like because like, this idea like, of like every input from your life and matters um, to like your overall health and um, like I'm like it's never just like one thing um, that, that like immediately sends you into like chronic illness um, like, like most of the time like um, like um, and it's actually multiple different inputs um, um, that all that, that all like um, affects you like, like in certain ways like the whole thing is um, um, so, so like um, when it came like to, to my whole like health situation like, like when it came like to my whole um, 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 life-threatening um, um, illness like when it came to the acute phase um, 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 as well as like my, my whole like um, healing journey like that I've been on like ever since then even though um, much of what I went through um, wasn't actually my fault per se like especially ba especially based on like like what I actually knew um, um, 
at that time once i actually did like i'm learning like the concept of like holistic health and then like it ultimately became my responsibility and it's like change wherever needs to be changed and like to actually begin like my whole healing journey like so, so like when it comes to like holistic health my most like really love like how like it actually puts you back in the driver's seat of like your own life totally and that's what has always been the most helpful thing that i learned from my parents i think is that we always have a choice we always have a choice in everything and that means that you know i extrapolate that out to that spirit itself the animating force that gives our bodies you know life is itself synonymous with free will so free will is always at the center of everything and even in a life journey say yours for example where it seems like things kind of happened outside of the realm of your choice there's very likely some spiritual component some pre-life component where you signed up to have this experience and i love seeing you doing what you're doing because in terms of you know one aspect of how the illness had affected you being your speech that you're bravely you know people who can speak perfectly well without any impediment are afraid to go on and talk publicly <laughs> you know so you're doing exactly what the throat energies for you need to express whatever stuck stuff is in there and so for maybe a person like you there's possibly ancestral energy coming into the mix like i had a client pretty recently where there are co compounding factors that we were dealing with but you know, one of these things had to do like there's a lot to do with like sacral chakra energy and energy about sexuality, guilt and shame around sexuality from a young age that seemed inappropriate to her own personal life journey in a lot of ways. And we discovered, oh, this is having it all actually had a lot to, more to do with experiences her grandmother went through her grandmother being in a abusive boarding school situation where there was like a lot of rape and abuse for years as way too young of a kid and so she's inheriting this energy unknowingly and you know i like <laughs> going through she's going through school getting bullied for being pretty as a pretty girl like oh all the guys like you you must be a slut, you know and like very harsh experiences harsh reality for a young person to go through especially a girl to be you know accused of a bunch of stuff that isn't even true and that was very hard and there's more to her particular story but in terms of where it was coming from a lot to do with inheriting some energy from the maternal ancestry that you know that <laughs> skipped over to her because it wasn't processed by her mom completely or enough and so we in a way we are the extension of our entire line that's come before us and so in this particular juncture in human history perhaps how extreme illnesses have gotten disease and and all that and dissonance in the general population might have to do with compounding issues of traumatized parents raising kids who get traumatized raising kids who get traumatized and it's starting to sort of stack up but now we are in a position to heal this stuff and go forward with a zero balance on this type of stuck energy and it's also you know it frees it frees the spirits of our ancestors in a lot of ways as well because they have you know they're, they're carrying 
what if you want to call it karma they're ca carrying the effects yeah. of causes as well even after they might pass on and the people in our life that we're closest to mom and dad in particular is if even if they're still alive they have they're an extension of our energy field as much as we're an extension of theirs. In fact, everybody in our world, you're talking about that inner outer world mirroring thing. Everybody in our world is a layer of our psyche and how close they orbit around us has to do with how close they are as a mirror to our personal psyche. <laughs> Some people, maybe they're just an acquaintance. Maybe they are carrying a, a particular trait that we have, but you got to look at how, you know, we have this tendency humans have this tendency to project on others what it is that we judge about ourselves and what we don't like about ourselves, and those type of people annoy us the most <laughs> but another thing to keep in mind is that like look at your heroes or people that you idolize and be wary of the projecting of your own virtue onto them you might see somebody doing what you would love to do and you think i could never play the guitar like them or <laughs> this word honestly kind of triggers me when someone's like, they're so talented. I could never yeah. do that. They're so talented. But the truth is that, I mean, there is a natural aptitude that some people have for one thing or another. Don't get me wrong. That exists. But I don't like how the talent excuse is often played to invest an outer world person with this power and capability as if you don't have it when the majority of the difference between us and our heroes is the time and effort that was put into whatever the skill is or whatever the pursuit is. And so to realize, like to play your strengths, you just got to play to where your care is at, because that's what aptitude is. It's a function of how much you care. And so that's why I advise people to follow the golden chances, golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> which is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Mm -hmm. And you can live your life following the things that are a full 100% hell yes. Even though we've been taught that you can't do that, that you actually need to like suffer to be good. No, <laughs> that's not really how it is. You know, follow the fun, follow the care, and you'll have wind behind your sails in everything you do. That's honestly extremely well said. I'm like, I actually want to connect to the points like you actually made them during that. So one thing that's actually very interesting, like, honestly, for as long as I can remember, like, I've always been telling people, like anything was possible. And like all throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, I used to always hear from, from other people like all the things like, like I couldn't do based on my genetics. Like, based on not, not having the right this like i'm like not being talented enough to do certain things i mean like i'm like crazy thing is like like that was actually prior to i'm going through my whole significant life learning illness i mean like my my whole healing journey it's like my want to connect that to um, um, maybe some of my spiritual um, um path like, um, like was actually maybe like one of the reasons like um, um, why like I was actually meant 
to him go through like to go through like everything like like I have was actually this way for me to be him living proof like like anything like actually is possible moment like coming back to to like this this idea that like challenges like we're actually aren't they like to bring us down like they're actually there like it's like reveal like our actual capabilities like and like they're actually there like like to provide us like like opportunities like to show show like like the the world like what we're actually made of and then like in the same breath it's just like maybe in some ways and maybe this was like like god's way of like trying to see like like whether like I'm like actually I'm I'm stick to like this belief like that like anything is possible like maybe these challenges like were actually there like for me to like evolve spiritually like for me to to level up my life I mean like like something that's like so like crazy like which I can actually talk about like a lot on my podcast like it's like how crazy it is like I come for someone like all these like speech issues to feel like so like called um 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 it's like to like speak like, like as like like my primary form of like communication I and mean, then like so yeah so like, i just think like that's like an interesting um, idea there yeah you are living the example of making the obstacle the way which is what it's always been <laughs> i like to tell people that all the time that in don't run away from your obstacles <laughs> don't look at them as like a wall between you and what you seek to achieve the obstacles are the are the course <laughs> it's an obstacle course <laughs> i i mean the metaphor i think it holds up but just think about running the hurdles in track you don't run away from the hurdle the hurdles tell you where the the course is <laughs> so you, you're doing that exact thing and it's exciting to me that as you progress in your podcasting journey and your health journey simultaneously, the audience that you connect with is going to get to witness the anything is possible element right. of your story, which I absolutely love. And I, I think that you're going to do great things. I mean, you have so much ahead of you time-wise in life for incredible major transformations and, you know, get the speech thing down improve that improve at all areas of mind body soul wellness and i i noticed a lot in people that i work with that the biggest challenges are offered to the people with the biggest reservoir of spiritual energy <laughs> so it's almost like maybe you needed to throttle down <laughs> and, and gradually build up to to whatever you came in with it, it feels that way you, you got quite a glow about you so thank you it, it's really cool to meet you 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, 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 I'm like, I am I'm really, I'm, tru- I'm truly, I'm, I'm appreciate you saying that. So I like, spoke about like, this idea, like, I'm, of, like I'm the obstacle, I'm, I'm being the way. My words against like some of this, like, like my, my ideas behind um, energy healing, um, um, and also how like, um, especially from like the whole like, school system these days, like, um, like so many people like, like are actually taught like, like um, it's like um, ignore their perceptions, and then also like, something else. Like, like, it's very interesting like, like i was thinking about this and like as i was preparing for this like like the other day and being someone like who's actually been an athlete in my whole life from like like this like young age like, like you're, you're always told like to like ignore pain and like we're always told like uh, like the best athletes like were the ones like, like who actually play through their pain so then like by the time like like people um gets like high school college and then and then, and then like post that I'm like so many people like, like don't even know like who they truly are especially because like like they've actually spent like so much time ignoring their thoughts and ignoring their feelings like and just like like always like doing a mess like they're told like I'm, I was curious during your during your energy healing sessions would you say would you say like, like a lot of that like is about like reconnecting people like to like their true self Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, your true self is the animating energy in the vessel of the body. It's not, you know, if you've ever seen something die or that is dead, the light leaves the eyes, right? And then they're not here anymore. So your true self is your subtle energy. You could call it a lot of things. You could call it electricity. You could call it uh, chi. I really like chi or prana as a descriptor. And so in an energy healing session, that is definitely the goal, reconnecting them to their true self. And their true self is an unlimited reservoir of this pranic energy that our bodies are a conduit for, a receiver for, from the cosmos, from the earth, from above, from below. And in the process of what we're doing here with biofield tuning, we are finding where that energy is stuck. And it's not ever lost. Like your personal energy, your self is never even if you're feeling disconnected from your true self or you're you're not able to perceive that that true self is always there it is always there it's sometimes though it gets frozen in time you could say and what i mean by that is how somebody might have a monkey on their back energetically and that monkey is actually like their four-year-old self who had an unresolved experience that they're still carrying around with them in a way that's flavoring their belief about who they are and when i talk about limiting belief beliefs being what constitutes stuck energy i mean that quite literally <laughs> that you're if you have any kind of it's that's that old adage that uh, whether you say you can or you can't you're right <laughs> <laughs> and we we carry around a we carry around quite a few I can'ts or I shall not type of thing in our energy field if we haven't resolved that and found the roots of why we got that belief. And sometimes it can be very small and silly, like a teacher when you're in fourth grade told you you were lazy a bunch of times and you internalized that and you and you went forward in life with maybe 5% less of your total reservoir of energy because some of it needed to be held back in order to fulfill that belief of I'm lazy, I'm a slacker. And in a culture like ours, there's even a lot of intentional identification with that type of thing that like, oh, I'm a slacker. Like, oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> so that that's the gist of it is, yeah, you're absolutely right. We are helping people reconnect to their true self through this process. And I think everybody's capable of doing energy work for themselves on themselves. There's various ways to get into a dialogue with your life force and communicate to the intelligence innate to your body. But what's great about having an external person help you with that work is a, the agreement that say, when I get into a session with someone, we make an explicit agreement that I have permission for the duration of the session to manipulate stuck energy in their field and bring it back into their circulation, bring it back to center. And it's actually like, it's kind of like just sweeping up the temple, but it's the energetic temples, the body temple and you're sweeping. So we have a six foot bubble space around our, that's our energy field is usually uh, about six the, feet. It's like um, aura. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same idea as the aura. It is the aura. <laughs> there's great amount of overlap with other ways of conceptualization of our pranic force you know the chakras come into play as a great descriptor a great language in biofield tuning and in fact i think what we're really working with here is a language because this life force is highly mutable it is it's the type of thing that often will look the way it is that you're looking for it to be <laughs> in an interesting way so i think you know is there is our energy field actually a toroidal shape like a donut? Is the chakra system literally physically real and true? Is the biofield anatomy that we can talk more about something that is concrete and absolute? I don't know. To me, there's I can't tell a difference between it being an imaginary construct that we use as a type of intellectual scaffolding through which we interface to the body intelligence, a language that we speak to the body intelligence and it speaks back to us, or if it's actually physically consistently just like that. I, I think, you know, the more I work with people and the more it's 100% of the time accurate that stuck energy hanging around on the right hip has to do with guilt driven overworking or or an inability to put forth a lot of effort that's usually more left hip but you know there's like a very valid consistency from person to person you know i see people that have an alcohol problem or alcoholic parents usually it's both things at the same time that their experience as a child is almost 100 percent of the time consistent that with the alcoholism thing that whatever the whoever the authority figure was in their life when they were a child had this tendency of if they were stressed out and they often were that the kid would be attacked or jumped on or verbally abused if they were seen doing well like right. that's the consistent thing and it's, it's fascinating so it's more than just the anatomy of the energy field but that specific very specific types of dis-ease or illness or pain or injury or even habits and addictions have a specific meaning to the person's life you know if you for example somebody that has herpes and hasn't managed to fully eliminate it out of their life you can start to consider like because you know the mainstream is going to tell you oh you have it forever it's just going to keep coming back nothing you can do about it but in a <laughs> the metaphors are very specific so like with that one it has to do with being uncomfortable in your own skin, carrying guilt around sexuality, maybe even having a, a, a relationship with the mother where 
you know, things are <laughs> where you're never feeling good enough uh, with them. And there's, you know, there's some generalities to it. And what it's also completely true that generalizations can sort of be molded to apply to almost anybody at any time, but they are also there and they're also accurate. So, you know, there's ways to discern what it means for your specific type of condition that you may be experiencing, even if it's chronic or if you've been told by somebody in the magical priestly white lab coat that it's permanent, that, you know, start thinking about your life and maladies that may occur in your body through the lens of metaphor, through the lens of meaning, you know, that and it, it works that way. Like, oh, you're having issues with the, the, the knees or the ankles. Well, what is that or your feet? What does that tell you about challenges you're having with your mobility in life or issues around, um, you know, the level of the heart or the shoulders or something? How, what does that tell you about the uh, stuck or inability to express something like sadness or like anger? So it gets very, you know, and ancients have had this figured out for a long time. You know, in Chinese medicine, they've known for since time immemorial that the liver holds on to unprocessed anger. Right. And it goes it goes all the way up from head to toe that there's specific meaning in every body part and in every expression of that body part in an aberrant uh, in an aberrant sense tells you something that you can derive a poetic meaning uh, beyond just the literal. This is what's happening. And it takes some practice to start thinking of life in the sense that it's like a dream to be interpreted rather than some kind of narrative authored by a mysterious unknowable force <laughs> that the, the narr the author of the experience is you. And so what does it mean to you? That will tell you what it means. And so there's a great degree of learning to trust yourself and your instincts and your intuition that comes with energy work and is a necessary component of energy work, but it, that applies to all areas of life. And that intuition will always only ever serve you well, right? But first off, like, like, my, my, my like, my, my question, like, when it comes to everything that you just said, like, a lot of people, like, would probably hear all that and then, like, say to themselves, like, what actually is the quote unquote right way? And I'm like, it's like I'm allowing your body, like, it's like process, like, an emotion, and so that, like, this way, like, it doesn't become like the stuck energy. Oh, super good question, man. So what is helpful to think of, like a, a way to think of it that in my opinion is very helpful would be, first of all, to detach from judging any type of emotion as bad. That's helpful because it's like, you know, the way I understand it and what seems to work with in, in my working with clients is that everything that we've labeled as a bad emotion or something that we don't want to feel is pol in a polarity sense attached to something we do want to feel. <laughs> so you got to let it through. You got to let it happen. If you are the type that has, you know, a rejection or you don't want to feel sad, well, that that pushing down a sadness will oftentimes come out as anger up the up the chain. Like, you know, the heart will hold on to the unprocessed grief, but then and uh, you go up the chain. So the left side of the heart is what, like the front left side of the heart is what really hold on to unprocessed grief or sadness or feelings of loss. And up the chain on the left side of the throat chakra, 
they're tangential to each other. These energy fields are overlapping of these parts of the body. If you are holding on to this unprocessed, unexpressed uh, sadness, it's actually could come out in your throat chakra as uh, anger issues. <laughs> and so, you know, cause like a lot of times anger is, has to do with really you're kind of sad and that's what makes you angry or, you know, there's fear elements too. I won't say that it's just general like that, but to comprehend that sadness is a polarity of joy that they're actually the, like, if you wanted to look at things from a color perspective, then sadness and joy are both green. They're both green energy. And so if you're like, no, 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 I don't want this. Well, you're also putting the, the brakes on all of the green energy, right? <laughs> of that type. So, you know, this is just a kind of basic, simple metaphor, but this applies across the board. Like we, we push down feelings of anxiety and what we could actually be doing is harnessing the energy of anxiety, relabeling it. First of all, like just putting the label anxiety on it is itself a problem because the same frequency of energy that we call anxiety is excitement. It's the same thing. So what I like to tell, like what I like to do. And so I also like to tell people this is if you're struggling with anxiety and maybe there's a certain thing in your life that you do that brings the anxiety on, you know, for me, for example, I'm a podcaster. So even though I've been doing it for over six years or seven years or however long at this point, I still get this zing sometimes before I go on a show where, you know, for me, it manifests as a lot of repetitive thinking of like, I, I hope I do a good job. I really want to do a good job. And I don't label as an anxiety. I don't feel anxious or like nervous about it. But in my past, the exact same feeling would rise up and I'd be like, oh, I got stage fright. I got the jitters. <laughs> it's like when I was in a band as a kid, that that would be, or as a teenager, that would be a thing. But what you can do with this energy of anxiety is look at what is it attached to? What am I feeling anxious about? And a lot of times what you can do to harness the anxiety energy and translate it into excitement and something that powers you would be, well, if I'm feeling this stage fright or whatever it is about something that's coming up, why don't I just spend this feeling, spend this charge on preparation? And so that's usually what I do. If I find myself kind of repetitively like, hope I do a good job. What if I don't do a good job? Well, then I'll just spend some extra time preparing for whatever it is that I maybe didn't have planned before. And then the, I don't feel the charge dissipates. I've used the charge productively. And there's other examples like the frustration energy is the same polarity as satisfaction energy. And so what, like when you're feeling frustrated or you're holding a lot of resentment, what you really want to do with that is find a way to swing the pendulum over to feeling satisfied or with anger. Anger is a big one that people, you know, nice people will have so many times I run into this in, in the biofield tuning sessions that person's holding on to this belief around anger that angry people suck. I don't like angry people. I'm not going to be angry. However, we actually need that. <laughs> it's in the same zone. It's in the green zone, kind of more overlapping into the yellow. But this anger actually can be what we harness as assertiveness. So if you can reframe the feeling that you would otherwise call anger into 
this is the energy I use to assert what I actually want or to put a boundary up whenever I need to have a boundary, then it has a tool. It becomes a tool. It becomes useful. And that's really the case for all difficult emotions or all emotions that we would want to sweep aside or ignore or hide from that they have a use and they have a polarity to them where, yeah, we experience it as negative on one side of the polarity, but the exact same energy frequency, if you want to call it that, is something useful and beneficial. And so there's a reason for all of these types of charge that our body can hold. And at the end of the day, the best shape you can be in is when you're a, you're even keel, you're in equilibrium. You don't have any unprocessed or unexpressed of any of these types of energies. So when the energy and the charge comes in, find a way to express it that towards the goal that you actually want. And <laughs> so like you find yourself thinking a lot about, oh, this person really made me mad or can't believe they said that. And you're feeling pissed off, but you're stuck on it. Like, you know, the next day you're still feeling it. Well, maybe you need to use that charge and set a boundary with them or just something along those lines or set a boundary in general. You'll find that once you resolve the charge by taking the appropriate action that swings the pendulum towards the beneficial expression of that energy, that the charge will dissipate and you won't feel off balance. And then, you know, you get yourself to a zero balance of, of emotional charge. And then when things come in, it will feel more like just a little bit at a time. And then you express it in the moment. And that's like, that's staying in flow and that's letting your own body intelligence and your own spiritual energy help you stay in flow and help you navigate your life because you get to zero balance. And then when it comes in, it's like, okay, shift to this direction. Okay. Shift to that direction. And it, but if you let it overload and, and you, you keep going, keep going without dealing with the charge as it builds up, you start to get numb to the fact that there's even a charge. <laughs> and, but what it feels like is you kind of get heavier, like uh, energetically, you get slower, you get less mentally sharp you get less in touch with your feelings. You get less in touch with what you actually want. Because that's what all these charges are coming in for is to help you know what it is. What do I want? Right. Well, like, um, so, so, like, and then the, the whole answer like, makes perfect sense to me. Like, like um, it's definitely going to help a lot of people out. Um, um, so like, um, I was actually curious. So, like, um, have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Never saw that one. It's a Pixar yeah, one. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, um, um, like, um, you might actually um, um, find the movie to be like very interesting, like, like, especially because like, like, um, um, the whole movie like was all about like all, all these different emotions, like, um, interacting like, um, inside of like um, this um, one girl's head. I mean, like, the whole thing is the whole like first half of the movie, the emotion of like sadness. Well, like the emotion, like sadness, like keeps being repressed, and like this emotion of like joy, and essentially, wants to be the only figure in like this girl's head, but then like 
by him the end of the movie like among the, the emotion of, of him joy and finally realizes how important sadness like i come actually is like i come and like making this girl's like an experience like complete and like she also like realizes like like and every time the girl like wouldn't get sad like some someone someone would like like comfort her and then, and then, and then like and then like she'd be able to like shift it back like to, like the other perspective obviously know how like movies that like, are always gonna be used like by Hollywood like like for like, like dark agendas and whatnot but like that movie in particular like to me at least it seems to be like a very interesting representation like over like how all of our emotions actually work together like and like it shows like like the purpose like in each one like when it comes to creating creating like the full like human experience and and then, like something else, like when I was growing up, I'm, I'm actually, uh, like, I was always known, like, for, for like, dealing with like tons of like anxiety, so like, like certain situations that like, like, always make me like very uncomfortable and stuff. And like for the longest time, like, like I used to see this like, like as like being a bad thing, and then like as a result, like it would actually make those like intense emotions like, like skyrocket even more. Especially being um, a guy, um, guys like aren't supposed to like um, have anxiety. Like, guys are like, always supposed to be like, tough and whatnot. But then like um, as I got older, like, like what I realized, um, like um, was like my sensitivity like, was was actually was actually like, was actually this like superpower like I mean like pe- people like are actually um supposed to um supposed to like, feel all of their emotions people like um, are supposed to like be able like to um, to um, express sadness like express happiness like like I'm um, like I'm, I'm, I've also like always been someone like who goes like all in like I'm on like everything like, like that I do like I'm, I'm so, it's, like sometimes like this leads me like getting them extremely happy but then like as soon as like like I'm um, that I'm happy event like mom um, is like over like I'm um, I'm gonna get like one of these like um, happiness hangovers like like, right, like the next like, few days like like I'm um, with, like, like um, I'm feeling extremely depressed and um, so, so like all it comes back to like, like this idea like of like understanding like, like how important every every emotion is like, as um, all of them your um, work like like it actually show um like, it actually shows like, like how important it is like it, to actually feel like I'm like process every emotion like rather than like suppress it um, like the whole like culture like in like society these days as well as like the whole like indoctrination system like, it's all about like outsourcing to someone else like like, like i'm like oh come down to like I'm never actually getting in touch like with like your own body like, like never actually i'm listening like, like to your own perceptions and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, you even mentioned before like let's say they like like when it comes like they like, outsourcing like, like to the guy like, who's wearing who's wearing the the, the um white coat like i'm like, we're always taught like from like this young age like truth and power actually comes from um, um, authority like um, um, rather than like coming rather than like coming like from um, within and, and then like one of them the most like interesting things like i've actually discovered like like over like this past like few years like um so it's like this whole 
truther world like so like conspiracy world like, well, often gets often gets like it's like a bad reputation like i mean like i come like, like obviously like i like, it's all being done like purposely it's very like as well like, so, so, like people don't actually look into like the truth like for themselves but like interestingly enough like like i've actually found like i'm going down like all these like, conspiracy rabbit holes or whatever like uh, has actually led me like um, um, to to has actually led me like to like spirituality like every time like i'm like i am looking to like one of these um, like interesting conspiracies out there, like like every time, like I always walk away, like I'm, 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 I'm like I'm understanding more of like my own power. I'm, I'm like like I'm, 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 so like this whole idea like of like questioning everything, I'm, 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 as well as like, as well as like, like looking into like, like I'm, I'm, why these people like are lying to us, like it, it, it actually ends up like leading you back to your own power. I mean like so like that's like that's like one of the most amazing and things like that i've like found like within like this whole truth or world like a conspiracy community like it's like conspiracy like i'm pretty sure i'm sam tripoli and says this um pretty um often like on his show i'm like conspiracy like always leads you back to spirituality oh yeah yeah i i love that perspective because it's totally true conspiracy work is spiritual work and vice right. versa authentically an authentic spiritual path will lead you towards recognizing some, you know, the darkness of uh, that exists in the world or the dissonance that exists in the world and vice versa. If you are really looking for the truth in conspiratorial rabbit holes, as you describe them, it will lead you to a better understanding of spirit. Cause that's the, the ultimate conspiracy, right. <laughs> if you will, is that we are separate from spirit or that spirit doesn't exist. That's the, you know, that's the conspiracy at the root of all conspiracies. Then there's, a, you got to also be aware with just as there's the science trademark, there's truth or truth trademark. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I know this isn't something that maybe applies to you, but people out there, uh, be wary of your, your own tendency to latch on to somebody's somebody else's truth and be like right. everything that they say must be right because you know they told me a few things that were right so i trust everything else because with just as that you see people parroting mainstream media and just repeating everything they heard on cnn or fox news the truther world does that it as much if not sometimes worse <laughs> you know there's so much uh so much failure to check the receipts on the things that we take in and right it, it comes i think it, it's not like i'm i'm not blaming anybody for this it's sort of as if we've been playing a game of opposite day and we never got told that it was opposite day <laughs> in right. terms of like everything they taught you in school we were actually playing opposite day so when once you go down the path of the the truther journey there can be a tendency to just turn everything upside down like well if the inverters out there are doing inversions then i'm just going to uninvert everything by now believing the opposite and being a total contrarian <laughs> and so what the power comes in where we can stay in my opinion i think the power comes in staying mutable in the sense of surfing the wave of i don't know because where it's empowering to start researching conspiracies for example is the moment where you go okay i've been told this before 
I believed it at first because it came from authority. It had a lot of points in the category of believability. But now I'm just going to shift to the I don't know perspective and go from there. Like the shape of the earth, for example. I don't know what the shape of the earth is. <laughs> I used to believe that I knew because authority told me. Right. I, and now I have done enough of looking into it myself to be like, I'm in the I don't know camp. But the I don't know camp is a lot more powerful than it might seem. It's actually where potential lies, you know, in the I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the, I don't remember where, maybe the Oracle of Delphi, but there's an inscription, an ancient inscription that goes along with the know thyself that says certainty brings ruin. <laughs> and so there are some things maybe that are permitted to be certain about, you know, that, that are life affirming things, patterns of how nature operates that we can all comprehend as important to be the way that they are. Like, you know, life requires um, the male generative principle and the female generative principle to generate. I'm positive about that. Like I have certainty about that, yeah. but there, it's important though, to leave room for uncertainty in a lot of stuff that you don't, you didn't actually go find the receipts on yourself or that you didn't find out and know for yourself. So, you know, with everything that we learn in conspiracy culture, it's, just as we would say allegedly about what the news told us, we should do the same thing with what we're taking from truth or podcasts and, and all that, because we don't want to behave in the same dogmatic way that we dislike about the mainstream and the, the brainwashed masses and all that. Yes. And um, so like, um, I actually am totally agree with that. Like I'm a hundred percent like, I'm like I'm speaking with like, one of them, my favorite things, like, like I actually, like my extreme like to say like to say um, all the time <clears throat> is it like the only thing like like um, I'll ever know like like a hundred percent certainty like um, is like I'll never actually know anything with a hundred percent certainty so like it's definitely like, like extremely important for, for everyone like to do their own research like I'm um, like um, like um, I totally agree with them um, how you said like like um, it's just as important for for, for people for people um, to not um, be be outsourcing the, the trust like like um, to the news like as as is like to be um, um, not um, fully outsourcing their trust like someone like in the conspiracy world just because um, the, the news says like this is true like, it doesn't mean like the, the exact opposite, like um, isn't true. But, like um, um, it's definitely so important, like to, to be questioning um, everything. Like um, um, for instance, like uh, coming co coming back to your point, like when, when it comes like, um, to the shape of the earth, this, this has been like, this has been like one of my favorite like um, rabbit holes like that, that I've been like going down recently. Um, 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 I'm, 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 so like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm strongly am lean towards this idea like of like I'm, I'm, I'm the flat earth but like once again like I'm, I'm, I've never actually seen it I'm, I'm, uh, it, it, from like it's like bird's eye view like I'm, I'm, so like can I say I'm, I'm for, for a thousand percent certainty like I'm, like I hundred percent know what it is no I'm, but like having said that, like, I'm here I'm here like some of the things like I'm, like I'm, I do know so, so like I'm, I definitely know like I'm, like water can't curve. I'm, 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 like I'm, I'm, I also know like I'm, I'm every picture I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm NASA like has ever shown us like has, has been CGI. Like, I'm, 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 or back in the day, like a really good painting. 
Universal Studios. My, to me, the simplest way to just figure it out for yourself, if you can't get to a high enough elevation to see something far away and then do the math that they offer to you about curvature and what should disappear under the horizon, which it doesn't, right. you can see way too far, is right. look into using a sextant to acquire an elevation angle and calculate distance between objects. A sextant is a, a device that navigators have used for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and it requires trigonometry, which means triangle with flat sides. <laughs> so it wouldn't work if there was curvature. And that's, you know, it's as simple as that. And I'm with you. Other than that, I've never seen whatever this realm is from far enough away or high enough up to know for sure. But I've I've been in planes and <laughs> it's a, a flat horizon right. so we know and that's a great this is a great way to describe a, a particularly useful philosophy for seeking the truth is that you know how do you <laughs> this goes back to ancient mysticism how do you know god what how do you know god what what is god or the qualities of god well if we consider god to be the all or eternity or eternal or that which everything comes from then it's basically this pleroma concept of everything everywhere all at once, which means you can't really ever define some something like that in a way that wraps your entire mind around it and you have a full conceptualization of what it is. So this is the apophatic method of finding truth, which is describing by that which it is not. And so it's a perfect, you know, perfect way to consider the world that we're in to just remove all our preconceived notions of what we've been told about what it is and start by describing what we know it's not. So <laughs> you can find out for yourself without needing someone else to tell you, maybe someone will give you a clue on a method to do this, but there's a variety of methods like the sextant or like calculating for curvature for long distance objects that you can see. And then you can now know that it is not curved in the way as described it's not yeah. the it's not the model we've been told and it is ra rather amazing how obvious that actually is and how simple like junior high math will get you there yet how viciously people will fight over that i, know, <laughs> you know, I don't care if somebody thinks that we're on a spinning ball floating through an infinite void but when you think about the whys and the reasons for that it seems as if it's a worldview that disconnects us from the idea of meaning and purpose and spirit, because it's like you're a random assortment of atoms and molecules that just happened to emerge into the way that they did due to random chaos and chance. And your consciousness is an illusion generated by the circuitry of this organic material that somehow came from a big bang to this point <laughs> and you know like all of that is just all philosophy requires some kind of ground and that ground is a, a belief a primary belief that everything else emerges out of so you can never get away from a assumption in philosophy or in a cosmology and we got to just accept that but we can get rid of a bunch of layers of assumptions that we have no business assuming so i personally think that whenever you 
sort of shrink the world down in a sense. Not that it's actually literally small. I mean, when you can, when you start getting off of the ball, you realize, oh, this, <laughs> the the plane that we're on could be infinite in all directions. For right. all we know, there um, could be like all this. We're running out of space in the world, and it, <laughs> like, really, what? Well, maybe there's infinite space. Maybe it just goes on in all directions forever. I don't know. But philosophically speaking, I just prefer to take the grounds of that this is some kind of a creation because it seems like everything else that wasn't here and then is here comes about through the act of creation and through the portal of imagination, which means your imagination is your connection to the divine. It is the mind of God speaking to you and through you. It is the transference of things from potential into a manifest reality. And so the wider open you can get that imagination portal, the more likely you're going to be able to fit through it yourself and come out the other end as exactly who you wanted to be all along. Right. And um, so, so like, um, I totally love um, everything that, like um, you just um, said that like, because I said that all like, so perfectly. Um, 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 so like something like, 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 like I was actually thinking of um, recently, um, 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 do you think um, like maybe some people um, the reason um, um, why some people like get get like so emotional like like um, as soon as like as soon as like you actually show them um, evidence like um, that, like clearly um, shows like um, and the, the, like we're not on this spinning ball um, and like um, um, we're not actually like, we're not actually um, we didn't just um, um, randomly come here like, like through, through through like this big bang like, like um, so, so like um, do you think like like maybe some people um, um, actually I, actually get like so like threatened like when you actually prove to them something um, um, and, and, and like goes against this belief system like I do think it's actually because knowing um, like you're actually here um, for a purpose does that almost like like um, put too much personal responsibility back onto the people like like um, 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 who actually want to like hang on to this like, like um, illusion like um, um, like like um, who have no issue like like being lazy and it's just like, um, it's just, it's just like um, not not living to their full potential, especially because they don't like see themselves like like as like eternal spiritual being. Like it's almost like it comes back to like like um like um have you ever seen them the, the first Matrix movie? I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, 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 it's like, um, 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 do you remember um, that one guy um, was like um, um, eating this this um, um, fake steak? Um, 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 but like in the same breath, like, like, he fully knows, like, um, um, the, like, um, um, he's living like in the matrix, like, um, um, like, like, um, um, like the steak isn't even real. But, but then, like in the same breath, like, I'm pretty sure, like what he says, like, um, is like um, ignorance, like, um, is actually bliss. Like, um, so, like, do you think that like, like a lot of people like, makes you have like a similar belief? Probably deep down, there is some degree of that because truth is light and the light brings healing, right? But healing can hurt. And so for that character, Cypher, it it just hurt a lot <laughs> to be in the, the light of truth. It hurt too much. And that character is interesting, too, because Cypher is a word pertaining to language and books and things of that nature it's like the, and also the sephirat of kabbalah and for that to be the character that's also the betrayer is fascinating because it's like our own language our own our own encoding of what we really mean through in a veneer of uh, something deceptive through how we speak can be uh like sort of the traitor to us 
But ignorance is bliss is not actually factual. It's, I mean, that's not the reality. Uh, this bliss, there's so much too of like the modern new age type of spirituality that's just telling everybody, find your bliss, bliss out, bliss out. And I, I don't fault anybody for that mindset. I would just add nuance to it that, you know, sometimes you, you got to, your life is going to bring you all flavors of energy and feeling. But that if you, instead of rejecting that which is painful, go into it on purpose, then it will be like you get it done up front and then you have more fun later. And there's a threshold too with pain and pleasure in a hedonistic sense where everything that feels good in excess will hurt. So what I think is going on with the whole uh, fingers in the ears, I don't want to know the truth is what you said, I I think is very astute that it's sort of a rejection of the responsibility that we have to live up to our potential. (laughs) But that responsibility, that pressure is only ourself putting it on ourself. And in a sense, the whole like materialist worldview just engenders the nihilism and hedonism that we see so much of in society that (sighs) there's like just a a bad, bad wiring of our priorities where things that are not good for us, we are conditioned to believe that they're the most fun and pleasurable. (laughs) But you know, if you've ever, if you've ever actually, like your shirt says, eaten well. (laughs) Exactly, man. And so that the food that has the highest amount of life force energy in it, for example, it actually it is more pleasurable to eat that your body responds to it in a more energy of satisfaction type way than the taco bell or the mcdonald's and we all go through some cycles of higher and lower levels of responsibility with for example eating like my my diet could be better right now it's been better in the past there's always room for improvement though so we have to get out of our own way of self recrimination self judgment and seek to just make shifts that improve things as much as we can as we go on a regular basis and not get complacent or not get stuck in the same thing right i'm getting some like static now i think i'm good now right now i'm still hearing do you know how to fix static or no i don't know it's not coming from my end is it it started storming here it might just be on your your headphones because i'm not hearing anything so the, the recording's probably good all right, I'm, I'm awesome. And something else like, like um, I actually want to also get into with you. Um, I really want to, go, to get into like some of this like, like movie stuff and then like symbolism also. Um, um, especially um, because um, I know um, um, how big you are. I'm, 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 I'm into the Marvel movies and like Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. So, um, um, for instance, um, one movie like like, like my went to address, like, I'm like, what one um, quote like um, in particular from this movie? In the movie, I'm Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, um, um, Mysterio um, um, actually says like, actually says like this one like very interesting line within the movie. Like, um, right before um, Mysterio um, dies, like he actually says to Spider-Man, people um, want to believe, and um, nowadays they'll um, believe him um, anything. Like this actually sort of like brings me into like this idea like like when it comes like to um, um, it's like um, how um, people are like 
like I'm, I'm supposed to I'm believe in like God. It's, it's like my my was like supposed to I'm, I'm, like where where actually naturally I'm, I'm inclined like to, to believe in God. I'm, 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 I'm like like I'm, this this has actually been like, like transferred like, like over like so it's, it's like belief in like science, it's belief in like NASA, like I'm, I'm always like this belief I'm, I'm like outsourcing your power like someone else outside of, like the God like within like each of us and like like I'm, that like God consciousness like. The, like all of us have so um, my moments here like, like some of them your thoughts are like when it comes to, like, like the symbolism like behind that movie and, 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 and as well as like like, the, the, like of like people actually wanting to believe in something but then like, like, like why does that belief actually turn into this like belief in like whatever they see on tv and as opposed to it's, like believing believing their own like perceptions yeah man <laughs> this is a good one uh i don't have a lot to say about the symbolism of that movie specifically because i think i've only seen it once believe it or not even though i'm a giant spider-man fan i'll i'll revisit that someday it might make its way into one of our marvelous demystifiers episode but what you said about people wanting to believe and how mysterio exploits that in the film to become a false external savior is very interesting and how he's like this illusion caster that creates the very monsters that he's slaying uh fake fake slaying (laughs) that's that's pretty pretty good way to enter into the conversation of like why do people want to believe in a god or what is the purpose of religions teaching us to believe in in god and where I would, what I would use as the example to describe this is actually the process of alchemy is a really good one to help us comprehend. So when we talk about God, in the religious sense, we get this trinity of a creator, a destroyer, preserver type of thing. And the thing about the trinity as a philosophy is that all three are actually the same being. And <laughs> so whenever we're talking about God, or if, for example, you have a belief in an external savior like Jesus, you're talking about the same being philosophically. And this externalization of a God or of a redeemer figure or of a destroyer figure in the form of a devil, it serves a purpose as a teaching tool. But when we get stuck in the belief of the literal existence of that as an external entity, that's where we start to feel this false sense of separation. Like the best way to comprehend God from, in my opinion, is not as an actual being uh, or like an actual guy out there. Like there's a, you know, a heavenly father up in the sky and it's, he's a, he's a dude named God. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, It's a, it's really through the lens of alchemy, easier to comprehend what I mean by this, that, the external story is a teaching tool to connect you with the archetype of, of redeemer of savior. Now, what is this archetype and what does it actually consist of? So you have the masculine generative principle, the God, the father, you have the feminine generative principle, the goddess who is the destroyer slash regenerator. They're actually the same thing in the philosophy. And then you have the third being the mercury figure, the one that goes between the mother and the father, or is the balancing point between the mother and father. What makes that third being of the Trinity, the savior, if you will, is that it's the spark 
between the poles or you know in the battery the positive and negative terminal being the god and goddess and then the, the, re the redeemer savior figure the mercury being the spark that jumps the gap that is the divine spark in more ancient sense this was a being called eros and eros we still have in our language in the form of erotic love which is sexual love which is what generates new life actually so the spark of attraction between mom and dad is the savior <laughs> because that's what allows humanity to continue to exist so right. in the in in the how we can see it in nature that's where it exists in nature is as the the spark of attraction that leads to re recreation you know the creation coming around anew but to get stuck on the externalization of a savior that they're doing it for you is where we get problems like people being willing to subscribe to the cult of scientism that just around the corner utopia is coming they're figuring it out for us don't need to do your own research that like let the smart people read them books <laughs> and so in alchemy this whatever you're doing to get some kind of extraction from a plant that is the elevated form of what it is doing in nature and for nature you use some kind of solvent which is the philosophical mercury whether it's water or alcohol or what have you but in the and a lot of times people will leave the most of the time people will leave the savior if you will the solvent those words are actually etymologically linked salvator and solvent re referring to a savior they leave that solvent because like alcohol is a good preserver <laughs> again we're using the same exact word the preserver it's the, it preserves the uh life force that's in the tincture and it can stay on the shelf longer but in the most pure alchemical process you would actually remove the external savior crucify something actually means to remove it from something and so if you crucify the savior so to speak if you remove the mercury component from the it, extraction that you've created then then you have the most pure version of that medicine and of that natural power that you've taken from the plant so in the same sense the religious mythos of an external savior gives people the comprehension of what it looks like to be good of what it looks like to be moral of what it looks like to behave in such a way that preserves life and allows life to continue unblemished and unharmed but if you get hung up with the external savior you haven't done the last step which is to crucify it or remove it <laughs> so you've like in the whole christian doctrine for example they do stay like bring jesus into your heart jesus within you god is within you and that's right all exactly right and exactly true the the step that people are hung up on is letting it just be an allegory which actually <laughs> saves you from needing to fight with other people about if it's true and historical and real and my my superhero savior guy is the right one and the only one <laughs> so and and so we it's i think most healthy to instead of keeping it in an external sense that something outside of me is what saves me it is the life force within me and its natural flow towards continuing itself and propagating itself into new vessels and life going on and going forward the meaning of life is life that is the true salvation if you will that's what allows humanity to keep going and so i, I that's i hope that all makes sense that yeah it's it's alchemical spiritual alchemy to start with an external savior 
but to then move past that and start doing good for good's own sake because it's good because the still small voice within tells you what's right and wrong always from the beginning of life to whatever point in it you are it's always evident what is good <laughs> that's self-evident that's truth is always self-evident so good and truth are synonymous like um, like um, um, I actually want to want to um, touch on like something um, like actually said like when it comes to this idea like um, 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 like doing good um, um, for um, good sake like I'm um, so, like something that's actually um, really um, interesting like I'm um, so like pr- probably about like three or four weeks ago like um, um, I was actually um, in my um, sauna um, 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 at um, the gym um, um, and like um, 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 so, so like so like some of the best like conversations like um, always am happening at the um, sauna um, and so um, anyways like I was talking to, to I was talking to this um, one girl who was there. I mean, I mean like, I mean, she didn't have like like much of a, a belief in in um, God, but it's like sort of like surprised me. I mean, but, then, but then like in the same breath, um, um, she, she also like said something that was actually very interesting. Like she actually said to me, like, um, like um, um, why does she need this like this like belief in something greater like um, to just like um, be a good person but like in the same breath um, could it be possible like um, like maybe she, she almost like believes in god without even like knowing it in, 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 in like some like weird way yeah i don't think anyone can actually be a tr- truly an atheist and a lot right. of people that take on that label is because they're rejecting the story of the bearded man in the clouds which is fine And I think if more people would perhaps take on rhetoric where they describe God as like my, my current favorite way to describe God is as the life force energy itself, (laughs) that life force energy is the ordering principle that causes centropy instead of entropy, that self ordering nature of the universe that is clear and evident whenever you, for example, Put a bunch of metronomes in the same room together and set them off at different times and you come back later and they're all in sync with each other there's an ordering principle and that order is in is energy energy brings about order heightened levels of energy bring about heightened levels of order that's why the sun which is the biggest energy dynamo that we've ever known whenever the sun gets stronger higher levels of order and coherence appear in the realm and when the sun gets weaker the order starts to degrade and disintegrate and entropy takes over, you know, spring, summer, winter, that whole process. That's your exact same thing as the preserver, the dest- uh, creator, the destroyer, etc. Right. So if we, if we look at the life force energy in our body vessel as that, which is bringing coherence and order to cosmos, then that means it's primary to the material in a sense that it's, well, maybe not primary to the material, maybe the material, this is a philosophical question that's been debated throughout the ages. Like did God create the universe out ex nihilo out of nothing, or was it just a reshaping of previously existing material? And I kind of like the latter uh, explanation more because I have, I see no philosophical grounds for believing that there was ever anything but existence. And so everything that exists, exists, and it existed and continues to exist. And you know what I mean? Like, there's no opposite to existence because it would be non-existence and thus that doesn't exist. (laughs) It's It's all a little funny. But if the life force is what is bringing the order to this matter, this material, 
then it is exists sort of be I wouldn't say beyond, but like in a primary position to the material. And that means that space and time, as we conceive of them, be, being that they are really mental, that this life force energy is like the mind of God as it flows like wind, wind and mind being very related words, it, like Sanskrit to Latin, the W and the M actually interchange. And so wind and mind are philologically the same concept. That's why you see air sign in tarot, for example, being the element pertaining to thought and communication and speech. So the life force energy is in this, in this dimension, if you will, using it in sort of the <laughs> kitschy new age sense, it's in this state beyond space and time, which are, from my experience, space and time are mental concepts, not something that actually creates separation. And so the life force energy in my body vessel is not separate from any other life force energy anywhere else. It's not that it's not just connected, but it's the ocean in a drop type of metaphor that life force energy is the zero point. It has no dimension, no space, no time. It just is, it's what exists. And then life force finds a way to flow and express eternally as it does. So to me, that the thing that animates my body or the spirit that animates my body is not separate from the all and the all being all life force energy in creation that's always eternally existed and been here. And so if you think of that as being what is God, then it becomes, I think, actually a great simplification because that's, that same energy is what, as we talked about earlier in the conversation, is your conscience. It is the guiding principle to your life. You learn to work with it rather than repress it. And you'll find that like when a certain type of emotional energy takes hold in your vessel and you have a charge, that that becomes a navigatory tool. Like, oh, this makes me feel this way. So I'm going to shift to that way so that I can stay, you know, even keel. So that's where to me, like the life force energy is your conscience. It is your still small voice. It is your guidance. It is your, it, it is the savior. So I'm um, going along the same lines. Do you think um, um, like um, um, each of us uh, um, is actually this like unique um, um, individual, like, like um, um, or would you say like, um, like um, um, we're all in pieces um, of like this greater, like um, cohesive thing? Um, does that like make sense or no? We could. Kind of, it's tricky, right? It's all <laughs> back to the the cipher being the trader, the language, right? right? Uh, but I, I don't look at our, our spiritual energy or our life force as existing in chunks or pieces, but obviously in the external world realm, we do have a me here, you there, and these boundaries and bubbles, which is important for the experience of life as a story that we get to go through. So, but, but, you know, when you take on this conceptualization that you're the animating force to your body vessel is the divine is what is divine it kind of becomes a useful explanatory factor for why synchronicities occur why people will be drawn to each other at exactly the moment that they need to be and things of that nature 
like I'm, I'm actually I'm speaking with so like like I'm using past like few years like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm I've actually I'm, I'm almost like stopped like leaving like in like like in pure like coincidences like I'm like I'm about to start like see I'm to start to see like all these like synchronicities like I'm starting to see like like I'm, whenever like I'm, 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 I'm put out like a certain energy like I'm into the universe I'm chance out like I'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm receive that same energy like I'm, I'm totally I'm back in return. Which actually brings us back to like, this concept, like of like I mean, your outer world, like is actually this mirror, like to your inner world. But then, like going along the same lines, like my actually thought, like some like, like another interesting jumping off point. Do you think like it's like possible, like? Like this whole idea, like of like all like the crazy news that's out there. Like I mean, like all these these is a massive lies that like they're out there. Like as well as like Francis, like coming back to the Spider-Man to the Spider-Man movie and Far From Home, and then also like I don't know, like if you had the chance to watch that new Sean Hedler movie, I'm level with me. Oh, um, 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 anyways, uh, towards like the end of like that movie, uh, um, he he talks about, about this idea of like um, um, holograms and like um, how like um, holograms like um, have been like used like for all these years. It's like hologram like technology. Could that be like like um, like this way of like getting us to like um, manifest um, like certain things like um, like otherwise like um, um, we we actually wouldn't even like um, conceptualize them or even like think about like um, like maybe could it be this way of like getting us like to manifest this need like like for like this like external savior well i do like the metaphor of the hologram that applies is there actually a good descriptor for how i'm talking about life force because a hologram is a type of structure where any point of the hologram it contains the information of the whole thing right that's fractal so like if you it's fascinating if you take hologram like a reel of holographic tape that you would project to create one and you cut it in half then then project through it you'll get a hologram that's in full detail the whole thing not half of the thing but half the size and so that you know that applies throughout the whole thing and so it makes you think about other beings in the realm like whales for example humongous <laughs> like that whoa i could see why they would in india that they made uh that one of their versions of god and the savior ganesha have an elephant head because that's a very large being so it holds a lot of the hologram of the life force and right. but that there's also the exact same full scale version of it in the tiniest of creatures as well so that yeah, I'm not sure though. What what was the question relating to the the savior in that? Right, um, all these like holograms, like um, as well as um, all this like fake news and all these other um, fake things that are out there. Like, like um, could they all be like messing with their own like internal like frequencies, like um, like getting um, like getting us like um, confused and um, like getting us like to like manifest this like other reality like in our external world. Um, it's actually asking for this like like an external like savior to come in. Hmm. So I think I get what you mean that the crazy stuff that happens in the, in the news, in the world being 
some kind of like macro reflection of people's right. inner world struggle. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Yeah, I think that's pretty fairly accurate. <laughs> you know, the 9-11, for example, was definitely a tower moment for the world. Right. Or the scandemic was definitely a moment where our decades and decades of fear of external, invisible, demonic, ninja, killer germs was now fully manifest in the, you know, but I don't even like to say like they are doing this and that. Right. Honestly, my, my belief at this point, conspiratorially speaking, is that the, the conspiracy is that nobody's in charge. <laughs> There's definitely people maybe like with agendas that try to, profit and, and manipulate off of certain things, but it's all consent based. It's all done with consent. And I'm past the point of investing any power into any bad guys and boogeymen out there. Like we, we all made our own choices throughout every step of the way. And yeah. So I think though the external savior narrative uh, it applies across the board to the way society structures itself when the belief in such a thing is always held at the level of never going past externalization and brought into the internal because then you get various crises where they're manufactured with the intent that we have a solution ready for you we have your next savior ready for you it's the science trademark right one of the um, last points like i want to make like, when it comes when it comes to this like topic i was curious have you ever seen them in the movie i'm i'm thor i'm ragnarok yeah i like that one a lot right I'm, I'm, I'm so, so i can and it actually happens to be like I'm, 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 one of my I'm overall favorite movies and I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, i was curious like I'm, could, could this like whole idea of like everyone i'm getting on this like like i'm a massive ship and just like i'm just like, like i'm leaving their, their current world like could this be like like uh, this is like the like, game could like i can like be okay with like going to mars or something like which like as we know like like, like mars like isn't even like anything close like it can like it's like this planet like or i'm what like they actually say this but, but like i was just like curious i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm, what, what, what you're thoughts are like unlike the deeper meanings but behind that movie oh man there's definitely a lot to that we could go over in that movie but the particular thing you're talking about when the asgardians all have to get on a spaceship to leave their world because it's about to be destroyed by surter during ragnarok what is interesting about that other than it being clearly allegorical to the arc mythos which mm -hmm. is at the root of it's at the root of all the other mythoses that are out there the arc represents the masculine and feminine generative principle brought together the hull or the boat being the yoni or the female power and the mast being the male power and of course <laughs> it's not a sailing boat so it doesn't have a mast per se but the other than it being allegorical for that what I think is interesting is how, as everyone's being taken off the land, they're being put on a boat or a ship called, <laughs> like, they didn't even have to name the ship. And you don't find out the name of the ship, I don't think, until the Avengers movie Infinity War, and it opens with that ship getting destroyed. But they, they're, like, doing a Mayday SOS, and the name of the ship that they, they use is The Statesman. 
<laughs> so, you know, I think that I think that that whole concept of the people being taken off the land and onto a ship, it's their citizenship. <laughs> and so in in society, there has been a lot of charge put in around the idea that your citizenship is where your rights come from. And your citizenship is in a way like, you know, it is a salvation is seen as such because if you've got citizenship and you can vote and you can do commerce and you can you are now legally allowed to be taxed and right. <laughs> you know and the, all these different corporate rules that apply to the citizen the citizenship that is really more of a corporate franchise than uh you know your rights don't come from a piece of paper your rights don't come from a a flattering title so the fact that they're calling that citizenship the states man, <laughs> all the people are the states men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're it's uh that allegory is deep, and I hope to maybe even explore that more more in depth in a future podcast with uh, my homies Gabriel and right. Gordy. Mm -hmm. um, um, so being someone like who's very interested, who's very interested like, when it comes like to numerology and gematria um, um, as well as like, like um, um, i'm appreciate like you mentioned this concept of, of like philology um, um, did, did i say that right um, 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 so like um, when it comes to all these like movies being made that um, do you think like, like the creators of the movies like actually know um, um, and like and they think about these things before and like, well, where is it possible that, that like some people like are actually um, like like looking into these things too much I and mean, like creating things like, like out of things like that aren't actually meant to be i was just like i'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that that's a tough question what a, it's a tough question because you don't want to give credit to like sleazy hollywood types right. to know yeah. the secret mysteries <laughs> but on the other right. hand sometimes they insert such very specific details that reflect the ancient doctrines that make you go like okay somebody somewhere knows it's too specific like the example that really flipped it around for me into the category of like okay they they kind of know what they're doing was how in the first avengers movie they are showing the tesseract and this you know hypercube thing and they're doing this it's a four-dimensional cube or whatever and they're doing their black ops experimental research on it in a department called project pegasus and with the project pegasus is a very specific name that they didn't have to pick but pegasus in the night sky has a a, a square pattern to it the pegasus square it's one of the most prominent and important constellations in in western uh, esotericism actually but it, it's also not that well recognized as such but in that square it contains the garden of eden astrotheology it contains the it's the ark astrotheology it is the Ark of the Covenant, astrotheologically, it's all of these things wrapped up into one and more. You know, you've got the tree in it, you've got the the apple in it, <laughs> uh, Jehovah's right outside of it. There's like in the form of Aquarius. There's just so many, so many aspects to that particular constellation, the Pegasus Square, that for them to use the cube of this tesseract in that film in conjunction with the Pegasus project is too specific so i think that one is evidence in the category of like they know what they're doing or somebody in the somebody in the producer makes knows what they're doing but on the other hand the wonderful thing about 
our creative capacity is that if we open up the imagination portal, even with the, even with a low minded intention, but it's complex enough that we have to create lots and lots of details and fabricate tons of stuff. There will be some sort of like reflection of the fractal that emerges in that, in the sense that whenever we access the imagination portal, we're, we're basically getting God on the phone and being right. like, all right, what do you want? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it now. And so the things that come through often will be above and beyond the meaning that we intended to invest in it, but that for the discerning mind will be recognizable. It's exactly like you looking at a painting and you're like, I see a dog sitting on a couch and then somebody else is looking at the painting and they're like, I see a, you know, I see a can of soup or whatever <laughs> that we have this interpretative capacity that uh, is in, in play as well. But I think that spirit jokes around with us in a sense and through us will send messages to people that we didn't even know we were the conduit for. That's really interesting. Like, I'm coming in some lines, like, like, do, do you think like, it's actually possible? Like, it's, like, like... Oh, now your static is coming through. Now I'm actually hearing it come in on your mic side. Maybe an unplug in the mic and plug in. I don't know. And if it's all right with you, Jared, I actually need to leave soon. Yeah, I think that would be cool if that's all right. No, but I would be interested to uh, to get into that. So let's be in touch and maybe we'll vibrant about it. Sorry, I can't understand very well. It sounds like there's a. Uh, it sounds kind of like a space alien now. <laughs> it's got like this echoey reverb, staticky thing going on. It's, it's, it sounds cool, but it's hard to understand. Uh, I think I can understand you now. Yeah, to answer that question, I think the advice I would give is to be willing to look for the meaning in everything. And by willing, I mean, be, you know, have a magnifying glass and search for it. <laughs> so there's meaning in all aspects of life. Everything our body does is a message and to stop uh, disassociating ourselves from meaning and thinking that we need meaning to be explained to us and get into tune with being able to discern the meaning through our own intuition. And that's what's really going to up-level your spiritual, physical, mental health, in my opinion. So start treating everything that goes on with your body like it's a message that is a, also a metaphor that for something in your inner world. Start looking at all the events that occur in your life, especially the ones that you weren't expecting, as some kind of reflection of something that you were unaware of in your own in your own self and start looking at yourself as a, a reservoir of limitless potential and instead of a, a limited you know speck of meaninglessness <laughs> well, 
I'm, 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 I'm an incredible answer. Like I'm absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm love that. Like I'm, 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 and also like I'm absolutely I'm, like love like I said, like I'm, like seeing everything like I'm, I'm, and that like comes at you. I'm, I'm like I'm, as like actually things that are happening for you. I'm, 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 I'm as like I'm as well as like, seeing them as like lessons of them and like blessings. I'm, 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 so um, anyways, I'm, I want to to thank you so much and for coming on the podcast. I'm, I'm we're definitely gonna be in touch going forward. Like I'm, I'm, I would also definitely love to like have you back on the podcast at some point in the future. I'm, 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 I'm like I'm, I'm, if you wanna tell 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 the listeners where they can find you again. Yeah, all my stuff is at innerversepodcast.com. And I've got a lot of content there that I'm sure some of it will be fascinating to anybody. And thanks right, for having um, me on, man. I enjoyed it. Of course. I mean, this has been so much fun. Like, this was, this was um, an incredible conversation. And, like, we're definitely going to stay in touch. And, um, and so, like, and thank you so much for, for hopping on with me. This, this was a truly enlightening conversation. Thank you, Jared. Mm-hmm.